Welcome to Third Chances, a talk show where we like to hear from people who devoted their life to health, fitness and wellness. Medical professionals, health coaches and all the others who help us every day to cure our body, mind or soul. Those who always look for more natural, holistic ways to help even more people to live a happier and healthier life. Those who don't like to give up easily and settle on you or themselves. It is never too late or too soon. I always believe that every one of us deserves not just a second chance, but as many as we need. I'm Vera, your host. Who better than a master of reinvention with an accent to guide you through it, right? Just like they say, you are not a tree, so move. And God knows I have done just that in my own life many, many times. If you are not completely happy with the direction your life is going, this show may help you get the courage to change what is needed, find a new path and take charge. So come on over, pour yourself a glass of wine and spend some time with us. Let's laugh and cry together and get inspired by people just like you and me who overcame their own doubts and took a leap of faith to reinvent their life on their own terms. I hope and pray that we help you on that journey. And if you feel so compelled and inspired, please let us know. Don't be shy. Who knows? You may just be our next featured guest with another inspiring success story. So here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Third Chances. This time... It is about my own reinvention story, stories of my life that I realized I still owe you. And uh, if you didn't listen, if you didn't listen to the last week's episode number 19, please go back and revisit it because that way you will get the concept and, and the context. Uh, but I was, I just basically realized that I owe you a little bit about myself and what's made me the person that I am today and it also shaped my business going forward so I, I just hope this can provide some some motivation and maybe inspire somebody who may be going through the same things uh, you know I know we all have plenty of these moments throughout our lives I call them like little intersections that ask us which way to go next and you may be facing that decision almost daily uh, from little things to to some major major in major intersections that will shape your life going forward and those i decided to pick out of my life uh i chose five major moments that turned my life completely into different directions and those should be the moments that you think back, well, what if I took the other way? <laughs> so this is something that I want to continue from the last episode. This is It's Time, part number two. At the first, uh, the first one, I talked about my first major moment when someone as equivalent of life coach in quotes, because that coaching wasn't a thing at, at, at all that then kind of kicked my ass and moved me out of feeling sorry place that I was finding myself in and how that worked out 
And then I admitted to you that we lost our business, which was really, really painful and really bad. And it ran us into almost depression. And again, somebody came and shift me back to reality and realizing that I have to do something about it, that nobody's com coming to save me. Well, today I have the last three moments that I picked and I hope it can give you some idea who I am and what I went through and how I may possibly help somebody else that may go through similar or even worse situations. Well, I decided the moving to America was huge for me because, uh, first of all, I was following my man to the country that I knew nobody here. I left my entire family behind in Europe. And to be honest, when we did the move, I wasn't sure how soon I will see them again because we were not financially, after losing our business, we hardly make it to to survive that and and be able to move so when we first came here uh, my husband used to live here before he emigrated as a political refugee in 1969 with his first wife and uh, so he lived here for 20 years before but then when he got divorced he came back and we were for 10 years in check and when 9-11 happened he felt compelled and felt homesick he felt homesick for america so we decided to go and move to america and he also knew that if if we can ever remake our lives for better there's much better chance to do it in in america than he than in our in my home country so when we first came i don't know if you can imagine you come to a completely foreigner country i spoke some english but nearly not not nearly as good as today if it's not even though it's not perfect but yeah I didn't have much confidence of how good my English was at that time but on the other hand because being immigrant and being even though I was wife of American citizen I could get um, I was um, well I was eligible to get a green card and to eventually uh, apply for citizenship at the bit at the beginning, it was not easy because I nobody knows me. My credit report didn't exist. I never lived there. I didn't have address. We had to look for place to live to start. And my husband, even though he had perfect credit before, uh, not being here for ten years, he basically disappeared. Like he never existed. So we had a hard time to get a rental. We we had a hard time to to rent a place that we could afford because the the owner didn't know us couldn't check credit report and even though our friends put the name put their word for us it wasn't moving him at all it was not easy luckily we had a friends or my husband had a friends that opened their arms to us and they helped us to make that beginning a little easier because we could stay with few uh for a few weeks before we finally found a place to live and were able to to get um a rental agreement but regarding work we couldn't you know we, we needed to make money right away so we can afford the rent and everything and uh, my husband was in position of overpaid overqualified to to 
late in his life, in his career. And me, nobody knew me. And even though I was running companies, I work as a sales manager for DHL. I was a professional singer. I was editor in chief. I had so many different things that I did. Uh, in America, nobody knew me. And I had no recommendation letters from Czech. And so it was risk. So for me, I wasn't arrogant enough to think that I can go and apply for management position or anything like that because it was the beginning and you have to be humble. So I was open to absolutely anything. I was like, well, I'm not afraid to work. I came from small village. I'm not afraid of physical work. Whatever, how we can start and I can help paying the bills doesn't matter to me. So we went to see former Jerry's uh, accountant and he gave us a few small businesses that may be possibly looking for help. And so we, we started like that. We went to see people that possibly may have some opening. And uh, one of the first ones that uh, we went to see was greenhouses in Cheshire, Connecticut. And funny thing, like I was not a greenhouse material. I was not a gardener, you know, but I was like, well, we need to start somehow. And I'm like, I can work and, you know, I'm not afraid to work. And so we came and saw them. That was a really nice family or Italian heritage. And they had several greenhouses and I met the, the husband and he was telling us, very nice guy, he was telling us, well, yeah, he may possibly be looking for help, but it was out of season for them. So not right now. And I needed something right now. Well, in the meantime, uh, Black Mercedes pulled over and his wife came out. And she was that typical matriarch of the Italian family, like really, really very respectful, big, big, big personality person. And she came over and looked me up and like, what, what is she doing here? And her husband kind of explained to her that I was looking for a job. And she looked at me again and asked me what I did before. So I told her and she said, well, do you have a resume on you? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. I had some in my car just in case I need it. And I gave it to her. And guess what happened? Again, one of those moments when you think like, oh, I'm too good to be working in a, you know, in the greenhouses. Like I have been managing companies, blah, blah, blah. Because I did that, because I opened that door that didn't seem possibly good enough she took that resume looked looked me up again and she said well my best friend a doctor uh i'm sure between her and her her brother attorney they may have something if you don't mind working in the office and i'm like do i mind working in the office are you kidding me well next day i got a phone call and doctor who had her offices in Connecticut and New York, and she had her own spa in in uh, the capital city of Connecticut, Hartford. She called and she basically offered me a job over the phone without even seeing me. That's how powerful of the word that Italian lady put put in for me. It was it was very meaningful. Somebody 
offered a hand without knowing us, without, you know, but the first impression I made on her moved her to do that. And I was really, really grateful for that. I, I, I became a manager of the spa. Um, it was a tough experience because that, that business was in a lot of trouble and I ended up leaving, but I, I was very grateful for that first opportunity that I got. And Dr. Moynihan uh, wrote a beautiful recommendation letter for me. And I never regretted it. It was wonderful, wonderful experience. And I still have a people that worked for me at that place that are friends still today. Uh, so that was first moment. And again, that moment when you think, uh, should I pursue this path or not? Is it, that's crazy. It, you never know what what is waiting behind the closed doors unless you knock on them. So that was one thing. And then for another seven, eight years, I was selling wine in Connecticut. Again, that I came to the job by a very big accident and by uh, knowing few people that opened the door for me, uh, very similar to this situation, but it became my big passion. I loved it. I, I, I ended up teaching classes about wine and, and wine tastings, wine dinners, pairing wine with food. I uh, became specialized in Spanish wines because they really were a big passion for me. And then, unfortunately, I killed my back for the third time because I already had two surgeries in my back before we moved to America. Turned out selling wine wasn't such a smart idea because guess what you have to do when you are selling wine? Yeah, yeah, you're moving cases. So unfortunately, I lost that job. I went through third very painful surgery that this time was fusion. And it left me with uh, with uh, side effects that I couldn't get rid of for years to come. And because I was the breadwinner at that time, my husband was making less than me. Uh, suddenly we were in deep trouble because we can't keep up with the rent and we cannot keep up with, with the bills. And so at that time, we decided to make a move and finally move to Florida where, you know, Jerry's daughters from his first marriage lived. And he loved it. He loved Florida. I loved Florida. We just uh, didn't make it right away. I don't know why. But we decided this is a good, this is the good way to go. And we actually ended up buying house, house because for me, it was first time buyer. So we got all kinds of, of benefits being a first time buyer. And uh, we got our dream house. It was very, you know, small, old, but it was ours. We were renting for years. We couldn't afford anything. And this was actually a new start again on our life back in a state that I knew anybody and except his daughters, of course. And uh, I had to look around and see what I can do. Um, I couldn't do much because I, after that surgery, I couldn't sit for a long period of time. I was in pain. I couldn't drive long distances. I couldn't sit in the office. I had a hard time to sit at my computer at home and, and, you know, sit for more than 30, 45 minutes after numerous therapies and pain control management and everything, nothing was really moving the needle for me. So I needed something really flexible and 
flexible enough if I don't feel right that maybe I can skip a day or two or and like there probably isn't a job like that that would exist that would allow me to do that and again one friend of ours mentioned because I was always good at cooking and part of our business in Czech was running a restaurant he suggested to run a restaurant and I'm like, oh, been there and done that. That's like, I don't physically, I can't possibly imagine doing that. But it got me thinking. And by single search on Google, I realized there is such a thing as a personal chef, which is a business that is very flexible. You basically don't need a license in the state of Florida because you are not catering. You are not bringing food to somebody you are cooking at somebody's home in safety of their own kitchen. So all you do, you you agree on a menu, you go shopping, you bring the food to their house and you spend a day there cooking multiple meals for them for the week. I love the concept because it would allow me to take on as much business as I wanted. Uh, I did what I loved. I was not in pain when I was standing and walking around. I was more in pain when I was sitting. And so I gave it a shot. And I did the, you know, the licensing to become a, a member of the personal and uh, private chefs of, of uh, America. I learned how to do that. I learned the business side. And well, well, for someone who proclaimed that I will never be in business again after what happened to us in Czech, I was in business again. And I have to tell you, it was a good move because before I even have my website, I had people calling me, asking me if I'm open for business. We were in a good place for that, for that service. And it just, it took off like crazy. I ended up cooking for two stars of Miami Dolphins that I was very proud of. I met some famous people while doing this and I met some fabulous people uh, throughout my years of doing this. Um, also what what happened I the, the business took off so much that I couldn't keep up and I had to slow it down artificially because I realized, my back didn't like it either. My back, it was still too much physical work to be on my feet for hours, you know, in, in a row. And I still had to lift things. I have to go for shopping, lift the coolers in and out from my car. Um, I did some parties. I did some, I did some uh, specialty stuff. So I ended up looking at it. It's like, okay, I have to get I have to get out of this because I can't make my back worse than it is. I I already screwed up my back big time. And I remember few years in, I my my hands started to be painful because all the repeated motion. And I would come home after all day and I would be dragging myself out of the car because I was really exhausted. And that wasn't what I could afford to do. So I started looking around that I have to move on to something else. And funny thing, uh, I discovered Tony Robbins uh, a few years before that. Uh, that was still back in Connecticut. And I started following his teachings. And it was speaking to me because I was someone who, before that, I was like, well, 
what what are you what are you trying to say you're trying to find yourself that's ridiculous like just get real like go 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 i was that type of person i was i was rolling my eyes over these things but then i realized i'm getting similar type of messages from very different directions and they started making sense to me so i started paying attention and for some reason tony robbins spoke to me um his personality he he could come across very rough for some people but I kind of liked him and I like that he's very straightforward and and is not sugarcoating anything and it's not always easy to hear that when you are when you when he touches the right spot but basically I was I was following him for my own personal growth I I just realized that I can't just be responding to events in my life I, I'm not really doing a lot of thinking forward I'm not really planning how to respond I'm, I'm just like responding to events which is not the way to live which I learned late, lately of course and so at this time when I'm trying to close my business and I'm uh, seeking what to do next I got an email from the company of Tony Robbins offering certifications for coaches I never even thought of it but it started making sense to me because I was I was on stage before I have done so many different profession in my life I had really a lot of experience I had been I have been successful in business I had been successful in sales I had plenty to share with people and help them move from where they are and so I started I I invested in myself and I took that course and I started learning the the background of coaching I started learning how to help other people to move from where they are stuck with and and it was fascinating to me I just I just found myself I was really loving it and I saw the future I can coach I can write books I can speak from stages this is something that I can do till my old age because I knew we were not in position that I'll have any retirement plan. <laughs> I would be really in deep doo-doo because we didn't, you know, the little savings that we had starting accumulating while I was in the, the wine business, I had a little, little bit of uh, uh, savings for retirement. I had to actually go to it when we were, you know, when, when I lost the job and I couldn't even pay the bills. So we had to, to take my retirement out. But now it's it was turning better, so I was really happy, and and uh, I took chances and did that, and then I started having first clients, and I really enjoyed it because we had breakthroughs, and I I really enjoyed it. It was stimulating my brain. I felt great that I can actually take someone who had a lot of issues that were causing them a lot of pain, and work with them through them to be able to turn these things around and and the smile on their face when they would leave the session with oh my god i never thought of it this way and this is this is like it 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 was meaningful to me it was really really meaningful to me and i felt like i have found myself finally this is what i want to do this is what i will do and then boom and covid happened and I know I know that happened for all of us, and a lot of people lost their businesses, and a lot of people lost their loved ones. 
without the ability to to go and see them and say goodbye. I was already closing my business, but if I didn't, uh, COVID would close it for me because obviously I was going to people places to cook. And also, the if you remember at the beginning, there was no food on the shelves. <laughs> so I could do all the plannings, but I couldn't get the ingredients that I would need it. So I was kind of happy that I moved on and started coaching, but I was coaching in person. I didn't want to be online. I I had some issue with that. I didn't, I hardly existed on Facebook. I, I would post once in a blue moon. I did not feel like I want to share my life on Facebook or whatever there was. My LinkedIn was a profile from 2005 when I when first somebody told me that I should have a profile there like a resume. I had no clue what I was doing. So my coaching actually fell apart because I didn't exist online. Everything moved online. I didn't know what I was doing. I had to make a website quickly. I had to, suddenly the word of mouth wasn't enough and I need to learn how to do Zoom and all that stuff. Like you, you adapt to things. We all do that. But I did. And slowly, slowly starting progressing. And then something happened. And that's my last and so far divorce biggest reinvention yet that one asked the most of me when the 2021 the year I lost my mom at the beginning of the year and that was hard enough because I couldn't even fly back home to see her and say goodbye because the COVID well if that wasn't bad enough, a month later, we lost a dear, dear, dear friend that was very meaningful to us. And on April 2021, one morning, I got up, went to bathroom. My husband was coming out of the bathroom and he kind of looked through me like he wasn't entirely there. And when I asked him, hey, what's what's going on? You, you went to bathroom already? He, without saying the word, just collapsed in front of me. And I was stunned. My husband had some issues. He, you know, he was pre-diabetic. He had higher, you know, blood pressure stuff. But we were eating super healthy. We were always living healthy lifestyle. He was exercising. We both went to trainer. That was the one that I found that helped me enormously with my back. And my husband had a surgery on his back as well a few years back. He was in constant pain. He was in a lot of pain. And he kind of get depressed from that pain. But nothing major, nothing, nothing that would cause concern. And suddenly he's, he just collapsed. He he was conscious, but he collapsed, and it was it was that was the weirdest thing. And here we are in the middle of COVID, and because he was home last few years, and he was communicating mostly with me in Czech, he kind of lost his comfort in English, a little, and he would have some lapses with memory, and he was not so comfortable speaking with people because he would start a sentence and forget why he started it so he was really like he was aware of it so he was very not confident 
about that. And so I knew if I called 911, they would come take him. I would most likely would not be able to be with him because it was COVID. And he would be freaking out because he wouldn't even remember what he's taking and what, you know, all these things. So the first thing that came to mind was like, why, if you're, if you think it's okay, uh, why don't we wait for our doctor to come to the office? I'll call the office. They have your car. They have all the information. I'll bring you to our doctor instead of the emergency room. At least he knows, you know, what's going on with you. And so we agreed on that. I was trying, to, I helped him to sit, sit up and we waited an hour or so until our doctor's office opened and I called them and somebody would see us and so we drove to the doctor and uh, they took all kinds of x-rays and you know all the kinds of tests and uh, then came back with something that we never expected in million years well he broke his you know his um Oh, what is it? Oh, the rip as he fell before, because he felt two times before I saw him. He fell at night. He didn't want to wake me. So he dragged himself back to bed and he fell off the bed because he was probably in and out of consciousness. And the third time he, he fell in front of me. So that was concerning enough. He had broken rib and he had, you know, some bruises and stuff. But what was the worst discovery was there was a mass on his pancreas that we had no idea about and my husband was someone who was going for blood checks all the time he was keeping his appointments he was very proactive and like I said we were eating super healthy taking all the right supplements everything that I learned throughout my years as a personal chef when I was working with holistic nutritionists and learning all the clean you know, super diets that actually help people to boost immune system. I worked with cancer patients that were going through treatments that needed supportive diet that would help their body to recover from that. And suddenly we are looking at each other like, what? And that was the beginning of my biggest reinvention yet. Because what what followed was a more shocking every day. Obviously, they found out it was cancer. Uh, from the first moment when we thought it was just isolated in one place, then it turned out it wasn't. Then a few weeks later, basically, we started chemo. And after first chemo, we were told by the doctor that he cannot tell us what to do but if it was him he wouldn't continue because his number were, numbers were just all over the place and so from I don't remember the last time I felt this good which my husband told me a few days before he collapsed in front of me 60 day, 68 days later. <laughs> I was preparing funeral. I'm sorry. It shattered me in million pieces. 
as you can imagine. I certainly am not the only person who lost loved one, and I have before. I have lost my brother when he was 37. I have lost both my parents now. Actually, my mom, like I mentioned, died just a few months before my husband. But this was different. This is your life partner. This is somebody who knows you intimately well. This is someone who you moved across the ocean because of him, <laughs> leaving my whole family behind. We made plans. We lived for each other. We were perfect couple. We were loving each other deeply. Uh, and although he was 20 years older, you never think about these things. And so here I was, totally stunned and not knowing what to do next. It's how do you turn this into something meaningful, possibly? How do you get out of this lost feeling that I... People kept asking me almost immediately, so what are you going to do? Are you going to sell the house? Are you going to move back to check? And I was stunned. I was like, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't even keep, I, I don't know what's going on. And obviously being always the strong one, uh, you start pretending when somebody asks you, oh, I'm okay. Of course, I'm okay. Of course, I wasn't. None of us is. And I just, I just like the last, like first few months, it was the fog that you kind of walk through and you do things on automatic pilot that need to be done. And I don't remember most of that time. I am sure every widow had this stunned feeling of what just happened. And when I caught my breath, still in the fog and not knowing what was happening somebody asked me so what are you gonna do next and I said you know I really don't know I wasn't coaching because I dropped everything to take care of my husband I with my back I was lifting him up day and night uh, the last few weeks he was in hospice at home and I was the only one helping him there was nurses coming in but they would come twice a week to check on him and they were gone within an hour or so so every day all our needs was done by me and last few days of his life when it was getting worse I screwed up my back so badly that I could hardly move I could hardly get on my knees and help him put the socks on so I knew one thing I need to get healthy again because I was in pain all over my body. My body gave in when he when he died. My whole body gave in. All my joints, everything was hurting. I was it just you don't think about yourself when you're taking care of somebody else. But then when that ends, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and thank God I was still following with my trainer. I was going to train twice a week. And he was giving me the support that I needed. Uh, we were doing things that I could. Uh, he was helping me to get out of the pain. 
and he was also as an emotional support for me at that time because he's wonderful wonderful human being i'm so grateful for him so that was my first thing i need to get healthy again so i can see what i can do next right then i can i have to get my finances in order because obviously suddenly the income got cut halfway but the bills didn't the bills got bigger because we had all the medical bills that we paid out of credit cards i wasn't working there was no income coming in uh i was in big 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 mess and third i have to figure out how to live my life going forward and that was the biggest task well my finances too because uh i don't know if you can imagine the little savings we had got drained with this period and I I was in tough spot. I couldn't coach emotionally. I wasn't there. I it wouldn't be honest for me to take money from someone when I knew I can be hundred percent there for them. And so I was I was really I was really struggling to find what how I can improve my situation. Well, it ended up being so bad because I had to series of bad events happening in the house uh, all big expenses that just drained me completely dry i ended up getting a job at a local market because i need to stop that that pain i need to stop that that water that was draining out and i had nowhere to refill that tank and that wasn't such a good idea because well it stopped the pain immediate pain but it wasn't paying enough to make a difference and I started screwing my back again, plus my hands that, that got caught in, in what I was doing daily, eight hours a day. I realized I can't keep up physically. This is, this is way too demanding for me. And I have a lot of respect for everybody who works in retail. Not only sometimes abuse that you get from clients. <laughs> uh, most of the time it's wonderful. And I love working with people. And that was very good part of, of the job but the physical aspect of it you are on your feet for eight nine hours you never sit down you have to be nice and smiley and welcoming and serving and not everybody is so nice back uh i was coming home completely exhausted and i was just watching my life going by and i was like what am i doing i'm making my health worse the money that I'm making can't even make a dent that can't solve anything because it was so, so to, to pay my bills. And in the meantime, I'm killing my opportunities to build my, my business back so that can actually serve me from time to go, from time, from time forward. And so big decisions again. And uh, I, even though I'm coach, I was not able to, help myself I had coaches that were dear friends of mine that were willing to be there for me and that they were willing to ask me the hard questions that I need to face who am I now why am I holding on to my husband's stuff what do I want from life who am I as a person and and then one of my dearest friends 
said you have to you have to figure out things out you have to sit down and write this we we managed like we put together a plan and she said it's time it is time that's why i named this episode it's time i have been through hell and back and i'm sure many there is many others that went through very similar journey everybody's a little different but it's it doesn't matter it the, the, the grief is is really hard and real and you have to find yourself and you have to start living your life because that's what your loved one would want for you and it is hard it is hard to hear it at the beginning it is hard to imagine it and we all have very similar path coming out of that period of time that is dark i remember my friend who lost her husband and she was telling me this is long before i lost mine and her husband on top of it was a very famous figure and so she was she was followed by journalists and questioned and asked to be on shows and everything and she was telling me they say the pain is gonna go away with time i can tell you that's not the truth i'm still hurting the same way i used to when when it just happened i just don't want to bother anybody with my pain i don't want to you know i don't want to be a drag um friends so you learn to mask it and i learned the same thing i was trying to be cheerful of course i have my my moments <laughs> but i realized i'm pretending i'm not authentic i'm not real i'm not this is not who i am this is not how i really feel and these few moments with my dear friends coaches who very sensitively helped me to to question my own stories and show me where the path may lead if i only take a look there and encourage me to empower myself again to take decisions for myself which you are not used to after 30 day, 30 years of marriage all these things were completely new for me and i took some steps to start rebuilding my life now by myself without my biggest cheerleader <laughs> there ever was because my husband spent years and years and years on building my confidence that i didn't have and i'm forever grateful to him and that is my biggest reinvention till day and i just recently realized that that may be the best thing that happened to me to turn this painful experience into direction my coaching will go forward i i want to be here for another videos i want to be here to form a sisterhood of widows because i realize it is hard to be around friends who are married even if you have couple friends which we all have we, we had only couple friends we didn't have single friends we didn't have my friends and his friends and doing this you know card game on one day with him and then you know i would have girls night out another day that was never our life we were doing everything together we had friends that were also couples and 
there is different dynamic that happens after uh, a, a spouse dies. And I can understand because they don't know how to reach out. They don't know what to say. They didn't stop loving you just because your husband died, but it used to be four. Now it's three and it's kind of out of art. And uh, so I have kept in touch with some of our friends, but some of our friends distance themselves. You don't get invited to events because you are alone. Uh, and so I started making new friends and some of them were wonderful. Some of them were single and they were trying to find a man and that was the last thing on my mind. I was not ready for, you know, that life. Uh, maybe it's Florida, I don't know, but it was, I could not find my circle. I could not find people that went through the same experience that would understand that we can laugh about things that other people will be like looking at us if we lost our mind that you can be real with that you can be authentic with that you are not ashamed to cry or lose it or you know you know they understand because they went through same thing i don't think losing someone else than a spouse can relate to widow as strongly as well um there are grief and counseling of course that's that's completely different and they are obviously fantastic for people that that seek that kind of help i don't want to do that i i think i i will be most helpful because i saw how powerfully it helped me to move forward to be that coach that had the experience that we can share that can relate to your pain but to be that support that knows and can be there when you are weak and can be there when you are ready to be strong again and and are tired of your own excuses and tired of your stories and you want to make it you want to you want to show him that you are still good you you want to you want him to be proud of you you want to be your own person and not be broken by this I know that you have that feeling in you because I did. And I I was looking at myself, what, what are you doing to yourself? You are boxing yourself in a corner. This is insane. This is not the place to be. And this is not the way to get out of it. And so I, that is the whole reason why I decided to share my major reinventions of my life. There was plenty of more, but these are, I believe the major ones that shift the directions of my life. And this is the biggest one of them all. Um, somehow you never think you're going to lose him. And then you do. So I hope I can appeal to other people that are in a healing space, in a coaching space, in a fitness space. Fitness was big for me because it, it helps you release some endorphins of happiness and it it every little success that you overcome your your strength or, or you overcome your laziness or you don't feel like going and then you do and every single little win makes you feel better and eventually times come when you feel like you need to do something 
seriously with your life. You need to be yourself again. You need to be that person that you were meant to be. You need to use your gifts now for yourself. And most importantly, you need to be mean you need to feel that you're doing something meaningful and impactful with your life because we were all reminded very painfully that the time is precious and it can be taken away from us without preparation we had no warning signs we just one day we were fantastic and next day it was all different story and i don't want to finish this on a very sad note but I just hope if somebody is going through something like this right now, it will get better. It will get easier. It will get less painful. Your love will still stay in your heart, but you will be stronger to deal with all those little reminders that may bring, break you sobbing like I do. <laughs> uh, songs come on radio or little reminders elsewhere will just remind you of some moments and forgive yourself be be there for you you were always there for everybody else it's your time you need to be there for you and then try to start looking at the ways to get well don't marinate in it for long we all have different needs and we all grieve differently and don't let anybody tell you that there are timelines that you're supposed to meet or do. And uh, that's that's a bull. We are all individual and we all need completely different things. Another widow will understand that. But if you are ready and if you want to work on more positive way and you if you want to stop looking back and just start looking forward, what do I do with that precious time that I have ahead of me? and you want to do something spectacular, you're going to need support. I needed support. I thought I was the strongest. I had so much experience. I can do whatever I want. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. I felt like frozen in time, and I didn't know why. It, it took educated, trained questioning from my friends' coaches that helped me navigate through that and realize where the problem is and why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And I know it will help you too, because sometimes it's easier than talking to your friends. Well, it's always easier than talking to your friends because you want to be a strong one for your friends. You don't want to be crying in front of them two, three years in uh no matter how much you feel like you need and no matter how understanding they are. But I wanted to feel proud of myself again. I, I needed that. I need that boost of confidence that I can do it. I can make it. I can save the house. I can keep the house that we loved so much. And I can go forward and be, be helpful to somebody else who is still going through that most painful period. So I just want to, stretch the invitation if you feel like you're ready to talk to someone if you feel like you want to turn a page and start looking at what is there for you now when you are your own person please reach out i i want to 
put together a widow sisterhood circle, my Vera Triumph Club, where we will support each other with other widows in the safety of only other widows when they all understand what you're going through. And I had few people around me that were widows and truly only them could understand what I was going through. So I invite you to please reach out. Even if we just have a virtual coffee and talk about what is pressing you right now and you just need someone to talk. But when you are ready, I would love to extend my invitation and let's start working on things together. Let's start support each other and let's start turning this worst moment of your life, turning this pain into something beautiful and meaningful for you going forward because we all deserve the best life and our loved ones wouldn't want any different for us. We just need to get ready and we just need to feel ready to take that new step. And I'm here for you if you if you will have me. And I'm willing to help and offer all the tools and all the experience that I have from the coaching time. I believe we are unique people and we everybody needs something else but we literally go to the same direction we want to make something meaningful out of our life it may be job that is killing you right now or your business is not striving because you are still going through grief and your moods are you know up and down which is very very familiar to me reach out don't be don't face it alone it is important i don't want to waste any more time I believe we can help each other. I'm still going through processes of my own, but I am much stronger now to be able to offer my help. And I know that with that service, I'll be helping myself as well. So I just hope if this reaches the right person that, and if it resonates with you, I'll be happy to open my arms and welcome you in Vera's Triumph Club, because that's what I want for us. We will triumph this. We will be our best again. Thank you so much for listening and I wish you a great evening. <laughs>